It's a free movie Friday program, Adam Tickets. It's back. I have received so many emails asking when is the Adam Ticket uh, movie program going to come back. Well, it's back. To your chance at free movie tickets, text them now. Text Boots to Adam1 for your chance to win the Adam Tickets app, where you can browse movie titles, buy tickets, invite friends, pre-order concessions, all from your phone, and skip the line, especially on this Memorial Day weekend. Joining us right now on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline, our dear friend, the man who now, after his show is over, when he fills in, will walk out of this studio with his shoes and socks off to remind himself to be grounded. It's our guy, Tony Sopley. Mr. Hi. Incredible. Hi, Tony. Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing? I'm doing well. Okay, we have to start there. Now, is that a real thing with the quarterbacks? Wilson and Magoo and Davis, are they walking off the field now barefoot in, in, in order to keep themselves grounded? that real? Yeah, that you can uh, see the photo on uh, Sopley SEA. I put it up yesterday. Uh, I thought it was very strange, all four of them. And then I looked around, and the offensive linemen, the linebackers, there was other other people doing it as well. And asked uh, Magoo and, and Austin Davis as they were walking off, what's going on with the no shoe thing, uh, walking barefoot off the practice field, and they said it's a team grounding thing. Hey. And wouldn't wouldn't go any further than that, but it's a team concept thing. Uh, stay grounded, if you will. I, I'm not really sure. We got to get into it a little bit more, but. Uh, yeah. Very, very interesting. I thought that uh, so it's not just very, a, very interesting. It's not just a quarterback thing. This now thing is it's going to permeate through the entire team. Yeah, no, this is a, this was a team thing. There was quite a few guys uh, walking off, uh, if not all of them. I had to run over to uh, get to uh, one of the uh, interviews, but uh, I, I saw uh, 15, 20, maybe even 30 guys walking with no shoes on. I don't, I don't want to be the poor guy that has to pick up all those shoes, first of all. But, uh, wow. Oh, I just can't stop thinking of the great line. And, and Jackson, you're going to have to find it. The great line from, of course, uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. No shirt, no shoes, no service, no Tony. Service. I mean, I mean, eventually, <laughs> at what point? I mean, we've got, we've got grown men walking out there with no, uh, no socks and shoes on leaving the field. All right, whatever. Hey, I mean, I guess to each their own. works, whatever. I'll right? still make fun of it, but that's just me. You know, I'm all for it's, team it's, growth. It's and almost... Yeah, it's it's team growth. It's a team camaraderie, togetherness, growth coming together. Uh, you got to understand now they're they're finding uh, new leaders out there. That's true. Uh, they know Bobby Wagner and they know KJ and and Russell and 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 uh, Doug Baldwin. But uh, it's a new era. It's a new day out there. No Cam Chancellor uh, Sherman's gone. Bennett's gone. Earl hasn't shown up yet. Uh, so they're they're uh, they're taking a different approach on uh, uh, togetherness, if you will, uh, and that, I guess that's one way to uh, establish some of that. How big did Chris Carson look yesterday? Because every t- every picture I've seen, he looks. I mean, my God, man, it's like he didn't miss a day, Tony, in the off season working out. He looks huge. Yeah, you know, he he looked big last year. This year, he looks even bigger. And I think once you're injured, you're on, uh, you know, you're you're rehabbing and you're in that mode. Um, you know, you rehab and, and you train your whole body, just not the injured part. So uh, he looked bigger than uh, 222, which is what he's listed on the uh, on the roster. Uh, and, and he's only two pounds heavier, according to the roster, than Penny, but it's a different-looking two pounds. I mean, this guy is cut up. I mean, if you want, a running, you want to take what a running back should look like in the National Football League, you take a picture of Chris Carson because that's exactly what it is. 
So it sounds like that they're serious in that they're just not giving the job to Penny. I mean, uh, Carson is is really a guy that they were very high on. He got hurt when he was really playing well. They believe in him. And it sounds like, obviously this is just one OTA, which doesn't mean a lot, but it sounds like he's he's still going to get a, a shot to, to really be the guy that uh, gets a lot of playing time here. Well, you know what? Somebody's going to have to start, uh, but uh, and that's important. But I think that it's uh, more important that they have a one-two punch, and I think they have that now with uh, Rashard Penny and, and Carson. Who's going to be the starter? All that'll pan out. Um, but I, I think that just watching those guys move yesterday, and they've had a chance to watch them. This is the first media day was yesterday. They've been out for a while, so they've got a good feel of uh, everybody's movement skills, where they fit, what they like. Uh, I know if you start out now and everybody's healthy, if you could just take everybody through 16 games without any injuries, that'd be the ideal situation, but not reality in the National Football League. These guys look very, very good. Uh, Penny looked good yesterday. Carson as well. Uh, see, uh, J.D. McKissick uh, run around, you know, showing his quickness, and we know what he brings to the table. Uh, and even uh, C.J. Procise, uh, Mike Davis as well. It, it was just a good group setting for running backs. I mean, they've got uh, a good quarter to choose from this year. This uh, Tony Softley again joining us, our NFL executive here at 950 KJR. He joins us on the famous Bobby Wagner Beacon Plumbing Hotline. Is this is this it for C.J. Procise? Does he have to get it done this year, or will they move on? For me, it is. Uh, you know, in, when I was in the business, it was we would give him two years. Uh, you know, that third year, you know, and it, 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 this is different, for, you know, because I was talking about guys that uh, weren't ascending as a player. Uh, this is a guy that uh, has been injured. Uh, and, you know, you can't make the club in the tub. Well, he's done that the last couple of years. I would think if he gets injured this year, this is it. And, and uh, you, you saw him run. I saw him run yesterday. Uh, he looked very, very good. And, um, you know, quickness, catching the ball, you know, you know slicing through the line. It's everything you want. Uh, you just he's just got to stay healthy to get on that field for hell. I'd like to just see it for five games, you know. But uh, you know they they need that for sixteen games. He'd be a very good asset for sixteen games. Tony, a couple of things. You know, when I go out there for OTAs, when no one's really hitting each other, of course, one thing I like to look at is the rookies, especially the first time you get to see the rookies with the veterans. Do they look comfortable? You know, do they look like they know what they're doing? Do they look confused? Uh, do they have to be told uh, how to run something more than once? Uh, you know, and just kind of get a feel for, boy, this guy fits right in. He he looks like he he really looks the part. He's not intimidated at all. Did you sense any of that from any of the rookies out there with them going going with the veterans? You know, not really. Uh, what happens is is the uh, rookie uh, mini camp kind of takes away from all that. They they know where to line up in stretching. They know how to line up in, in formation and plays, and they get acclimated there. Uh, there is a, a you know a little bit of uh, energy level uh, that rises when the veterans are there, uh, and there's some nervousness amongst rookies. But you didn't see that. Uh, you know, I didn't feel that or, or sense that. Uh, I sense competition. One thing I did sense. Uh, was more installation and installment in situational football yesterday. And uh, that's generally what you see in OTAs, but it was uh, more so, um, you know, a lot of plays being run, a lot of reps getting done, uh, and some good performances by a lot of people that aren't Russell Wilson and, 
and uh, Doug Baldwin and, and several other players. So, yeah, it was good to see some of the young guys stand out. Tony, you got uh, you got barbecue plans this week in Memorial Day. What do you got in order? You know what? Uh, I've got the state track meet down oh. at um, out Tahoma on Saturday. Okay. Uh, then I'll probably do something on Saturday or Sunday. Okay. Uh, late Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, no doubt. Good deal. No we got, How about you? you we got, well, you I'm, I'm, I'm an idiot. My family talked me into taking them camping this weekend. <laughs> Uh, I'm a oh, camper. Okay, I yeah. love camping. This is just the one weekend I, I despise it, but that's okay. We'll we'll be fine. <laughs> I, I have secret spots all across this state. There's no one's going to find my spot. I've got them I all written down do. on a back book. Uh, we have Jack. We have Jack Timmons. He's coming in next. He's going to spend the next 40 minutes with us. He uh, is the owner. He's the pit master at Jack's Barbecue down in here in Seattle. It's right down on Airport Way. Tony, if you haven't gone, you would love this place. Central no, Texas Barbecue. It's great. What's your? Yeah, uh, I've heard, yeah, heard what, a lot of good things about it, man. What's your best barbecue item? What do you love on Memorial Day weekend, Derek? Oh, uh, you know what? I'd probably have to go with ribs, uh, but I, I'm also a big fan of brisket. But uh, you know, Jack, he's—they're uh, doing some good stuff down there. Central Bar- Central Texas barbecue is what I like. I've lived in Carolina. I know the mustard sauce. I've lived in St. Louis with the ribs and the sauce there. Memphis with the rub, but Central Texas barbecue is the key. Uh, the Salt Lake. Uh, Franklin's, Aaron, I've talked to and met several times. But going down to Lockhart, down to Blacks and uh, Kreitz, where they have the beef ribs and the sausage. You're killing me. Yeah, these guys, these guys do it right. I haven't been by there yet, but uh, I'll grab a crew and go by there. You got to go. Soon. You got to go. All right, bud. Have a great uh, weekend. A safe Memorial Day. We'll talk to you next week. You got it, man. Take care, guys. There no shirt, no shoes, no dice. No <laughs> right. All right. Know it. There you go. That's that's the Seahawks right there. I mean, come on. I don't. I don't know if. I, why don't they play the game? Remember who was the last kicker? It was the guy? Why am I blanking on his name? Uh, Carlos. Remember Rich Carlos of the Denver Broncos? Didn't wear a shoe. Didn't yeah. wear a shoe. Right. Quick, he's the last. A lot of those guys. He's the last one, right? Yeah, I think so. He, that think so. that son of a gun would kick in the snow. Would have no shoe on, no sock, and he's kicking barefoot in the snow. Yeah. I think no, Russell no Wilson. This is the new. The, uh, go barefoot. Why not? How about a Fetty turn around this season? Goes barefoot, uh, turns into be the best right tackle <laughs> be in football. Yeah, <laughs> he's got no shoes on. Him. Uh, Jack Timmons, he's the owner of Jack's Barbecue in Seattle, right down down there in Georgetown, off uh, Airport Way. Uh, he's going to be in studio. He's going to talk all things barbecue. He's going to take your calls, your texts, your tweets. If you have any, uh, you want to ask some advice from a pitmaster. The guy is from Central Texas. He's a barbecue master, a pit master. He owns the best barbecue spot in Seattle. He's going to be in with us in studio, uh, taking your calls, your suggestions, uh, your questions uh, from one of the best as we kick off your Memorial Day weekend next. Fuck it in the gas man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. It is a Memorial Day weekend, and we decided, listen, there's three things that I love in life. Uh, besides my kids and my wife, uh, I love beer, uh, I love sports, uh, and I love food. And I really love uh, barbecue. Uh, really, and Texas barbecue, and, and just brisket, and all things all things barbecue. I love it. I fancy myself as someone who likes the barbecue. I don't know if I, what I'm doing is, is right, but it doesn't matter. So I was thinking yesterday, why not... Since this is the official kickoff to summer this weekend, why not get an expert to come in studio 
and we get to throw questions out at him. He can throw questions back at us because I know he's a big sports fan. He can ask us anything he wants. But I'm a huge barbecue fan, and so is Terry, and we'd like to know what are some of the tips, suggestions we can do this weekend and as our summer kicks off for barbecuing. And so I said there's only one person in town to call, the expert, the pitmaster himself. Jack Timmons from Jack's Barbecue, right down there on Airport Way near Georgetown, uh, is in studio with us. Uh, Jack, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing really well. Thank you so much for having <laughs> me on. And it's great. From fun. Dallas, Texas. And then we have Terry Blunt from Houston, Texas. A couple of Texas boys. <laughs> and boy, I could listen to these two talk all day long. <laughs> Yeehaw. Oh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Sir. Uh, this weekend, uh, this is a huge weekend, not only for you guys, but just for everyone in general. Summer's getting started. You're barbecuing. This is, you're getting, you're finally getting the barbecue cleaned off. This is it. This is the big opening weekend for the barbecue season. And we watch our, our sales and customers just grow through the spring. And now it's full throttle. We're doing about. Five or six thousand pounds of meat a week right now. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. Five or six thousand pounds of meat, and then this weekend it just gets this cool. weekend's got to be nuts. Oh, it goes crazy. We had seventy briskets on the smoker last night, getting ready for the Mariners. <laughs> oh, wow! Ten ten game run coming up. That's right, because you guys are in. This is your first year uh, of being in Safeco Field, correct? Right. right. We're at Safeco. We're in the pen. Yeah, which okay. is just amazing. It's like spring break every game. <laughs> And we, we, we play the Astros and we play the Rangers. Like, oh, we double they're, they're, ourselves. They're, they're. All the Texans in town want right. some barbecues. All right, so I was I was joking. You've brought in food for us. I, we didn't expect this, but thank. You. I mean, there's like a. I mean, it's a huge box of brisket that you brought in. What else did you bring? You brought in brisket, brisket ribs, and sausage. Oh, the, the I'm Texas in heaven. Trinity. I'm literally all, in heaven. I'm already in a meat sweat. Yeah. Yeah, just thinking about it in a meat sweat. We have a, one of our producers here. Actually, he's second in charge. We Kevin Shockey. He is. Uh, do, are you aware of the of the that that media group that goes in there all the time? It's like on Tuesdays. Are you aware of this group that covers the Mariners at all? I'm not, I'm not okay, sure. So they go in there. I think it's like every Tuesday. Is that when you have the beef ribs? That's when we have the giant beef ribs. Okay, yep. they're in there like all the time. And <laughs> and our guy Kevin Shockey. We'll introduce you to him. When I told him that you were coming in today, I, I could have said, he's, he's from Philly. If, uh, who's the great, if I said Joel Embiid is in studio, he'd be like, oh, that's cool. I said that Jack Timmons from Jack's Barbecue is here. He lost his mind. He couldn't contain himself how excited he was that you are here. Um, so we love that you've, you've come in here and you've brought food for us, which is awesome. We can't wait to try it. I need to ask you. So the, the background story on you is fantastic. And I don't know how much of it's true or has just been passed down to me and then Texas lore. And then I've passed it on to, to other people. So I'm gonna give you my how I know of you, the story that has been told to me, how you got started. You were uh you were you're obviously from Dallas. You came here. Were you working at Microsoft? Yeah, I came here on a okay. job with Boeing a long time Boeing, ago. Boeing, okay. And then I hopped around, I traveled okay. around, and, but I, I was at Microsoft for 13 years. So the lore was that I've heard passed down. That is, you're working at Microsoft, you're making, you're making uh, oogles of money. You're having the time of your life. You're starting to, now, you, you miss your barbecue, so you start doing dinner parties for people with barbecue. Am what? I correct so far kind of close with for friends yeah that's that's pretty close i've always had a smoker in my backyard i lived in in the madrona for 20 something years and always had a little smoker going so i was always cooking casually yeah smoking casually and people loved it people loved it but then the the world changed when i went to the thing Okay, now what's now? See, I don't know this part. So I, the story was that you were doing these dinner parties and the people loved it, and then you decided, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave Microsoft 
and I'm going to go and, and get a degree at Texas A&M. Well, what happened was I was at Microsoft, and I and I discovered this thing called Barbecue Summer Camp. And, <laughs> wow! And, and it is um, taught in the, the Meat Sciences Department of Texas A&M. That is just amazing. I grew up living oh. in Texas all my life. I never knew this existed. Well, it's it's only about eight years old, so it's not that okay. old. But it, it's it's kind of like saying hot tub time machine in a bar. You say barbecue <laughs> summer camp, every guy in the bar turns around and says, "What did you say?" Oh my God! So you went to a uh, you went to a barbecue summer camp. I went to a barbecue summer camp, and while I was there, they had another class called Beef One Hundred and One for industry professionals. <laughs> That's unbelievable. So I was a week in the classroom, and we butchered steers and. Yeah, wow. learned everything about everything, and then I went to Austin, and a couple of buddies flew down and met me. And we toured all these super famous temples of barbecue in Central Texas, yeah. which is the style of barbecue that we do at Jack's. Okay, and so Amazing. did you? Now again, I thought I probably got this wrong. Did, was there an actual degree you received from Texas A and M? Was it like a barbecuing like master's degree? Well, you get a little tattoo on your back thigh of a brisket. <laughs> so, <that's- laughs> so you've got a tattoo of a brisket on your back thigh. <laughs> Oh. oh, you know what? I know oh. he's joking, but that I may oh. do that. Actually. God <laughs> Almighty! I was uh, I was going to ask you to show it. You know, <laughs> you know, I felt you and I, Jack, are we're very friendly right now. So for all right, so define then because there, this, the best thing about barbecue is there's always there's different regions of it. So there's there's Central Texas barbecue. Then you have the folks. I have a, 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 a neighbors in, in in our neighborhood who from Kansas City, and right. so then it's everything's about Kansas City barbecue, right? So then there's Kansas City barbecue, and then I would maybe there's a fourth, but then the third one would be Carolina, Carolina barbecue. Yeah. Right? Am I missing one? So Central Texas, Kansas City, and Carolina. Well, there's there's also Chicago and Memphis. Oh, Memphis, and okay. then even even Kentucky they okay. they barbecue mutton. Uh, <laughs> that's their specialty. Wow. The West Coast they do tri tip. Okay, and okay. they more they grill it, but they're all excited about that. So there's lots of varieties. But the, the big ones, but are the, the three ones big amigos, right? Yeah. Right? Right? It's and it's. More pig and sauce the further south you go. Okay. Texas is more about beef and dry rub. Okay. The Carolinas are more about vinegar. All right. Right. And so there's different styles. We've, we've cooked a little different every now and then. We catered the Seahawks, uh, Carolina Panthers a couple of years ago at, in the club level buffet at the stadium <laughs> oh, and brought Lord. in some pulled pork with, uh, some with the mustard vinegar sauce. Coleslaw and all that stuff. Yep. Yep. Sweet Maria. That's great. So what, so you, you kind of touched on what, so what separates the central, uh, Texas barbecue from the other ones. Yeah, I mean, even in Texas, there's four main styles. There's Central Texas, which is was settled by Germans and Czechs, and they opened up butcher shops and would smoke the cuts of meat that didn't sell quickly to yeah. make them last longer, and all they put on them was salt and pepper, and there was no sauce involved. It was Perfect. about a way of preserving meats, <laughs> Yeah, and they used offset smokers. I grew up in Dallas, which is East Texas, which is more like the rest of the South, more pig and sauce, and let's fry something as quickly as possible. <laughs> yeah, South Texas, they still bury stuff in the ground, barbacoa style really yeah and west texas they cook more directly over the fire they don't have a lot of wood it's pretty dry out there and so it's more it's a faster smoke so okay. the meat's a little tougher so it's a little different in west texas okay where does houston fall in this terry that's where you're from where well, what style would that be i i think inner city houston is pretty much central texas okay. style but right. i know what he's talking about where yeah. people still put it in the ground yeah. and cook that way which is kind of done all over the world really right but 
Uh, yeah, well, I've I've never actually done that. I've been to I've been to parties and stuff where that was done, yeah. but for the most part, people that grew up in Houston, it was it was Central yeah. Texas style. Uh, Jack Timmons again in studio with this, uh, the owner, the pit master there at Jack's Barbecue down there in we call it Georgetown. It is Georgetown, right? Or it's uh, one magazine referred to it as the Greater Georgetown area. Yeah, there you go, <laughs> the Greater Georgetown. Area. It's on Airport Way. I would suggest you go down there, you get your barbecue, uh, then swing by Georgetown and get some beer to to, to wash it down. It's a, it's a wonderful one-two punch. All right, so Texas, a huge. You told me when we were talking earlier about this, a huge sports fan. Are you still? Is it every every team in Texas is your squad? Are you no, a Longhorn I, or an Aggie? I'm an Aggie. I went to Texas A&M. There you go. So right. half my family went to UT, and the other half, the engineers went to A&M, and the liberal arts and lawyers <laughs> went to go. UT. Yeah. So we fight a little at Thanksgiving, but not anymore. Too bad. I missed the Thanksgiving game. Yeah, no kidding. I wish they would play that That is just sacrilege that they don't play each other. Yeah, it's yeah. Crazy. I missed the Southwest Conference, to be honest. Well, me, me, me too. too. I yeah. want them all in there. Yeah. Baylor, Houston, bring them all That's back. That's what I grew up covering. I was yeah. born. I was born at Baylor Hospital in downtown Dallas. And if you weighed ten pounds or more, they gave your parents a certificate for you to try out for the Baylor Bears when you turned seventeen. <laughs> I was scrawny. I didn't make the cut. Love it. There you go. That's when they started recruiting. <laughs> so, cow, Cowboys fan. Cowboys fan. I'm a Seahawks fan now. I've lived okay. in Seattle a long time, and and you've made that transition. The enthusiasm from Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson, and those guys, is yeah. just contagious. Yeah, nice. you know Matt Hasselbeck before them. It's yeah. just when somebody's a nice guy and, and enthusiastic, you just kind of want to pull for him. So sure. I'm all Seahawks now. How did it come? How did it come about that you got into into Safeco Field this year? What was how was that a long process for you guys to get in there? No, um, we we you know we did some stuff at um, CenturyLink last year and it was okay, but it was kind of hectic and everybody was busy and yeah. you know they paid two hundred bucks for a ticket and were drunk and just wanted their food. And it was <laughs> it wasn't low and slow and so <laughs> football's a different crowd than baseball. It's a different crowd. Yeah. Baseball is much more fun live too, yeah. and being at the games is great. Ethan Stoll kind of manages the restaurants there for the external guys like me and he mm-hmm. invited me in i know him and so we gave it a try and i love it like baseball's perfect for barbecue. perfect for barbecue it's, it's yeah. low and slow yeah. i mean yeah. you get a beer you relax yeah. you, you're not in a hurry you can miss it you crazy. can miss a few innings no big deal you know you're fine you can catch right. you can keep up to it yeah football's a, a way different animal yeah. um so all right so we're gonna take in our next in our next segment hopefully people can call in you can call in at 286-9595 uh, 1-800-829-0950. And you can text in at 49451. Because I want to, we want Jack to help people out this weekend because this is the official kickoff to summer. Uh, in summer and sports and barbecuing, being outside, the weather is great. So we need it. We need to find out, right, Terry? Like, what are the what are the best things to do? What are the best barbecues? What are the best well, what are the best the, suggestions you know, and ideas? I bet I tips? know the answer to this, and I can't wait for Jack to tell me. But what's the number one mistake oh, people perfect. make? The number one mistake people make when they you know, barbecue in as a as yeah. a rookie or a you know or a novice kind of thing? I bet I know, but I want him to tell. Yeah. Us. What is, what is it? What is the number one mistake that novices like myself make? They cook it too hot, too fast. That's yeah. it. I yeah. know it. Yeah. That's right. Too yeah. hot, too fast. Yeah. I do that all the time. Yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> low and slow, baby. Low and I know. slow. Yeah. But sometimes you're I impatient. Just, I do. I get impatient. I've got one of those barbecues. It's the um uh the, the char grill one. Uh-huh. You know, where it's the huge one where it's the one's gas. It's a big barrel that's a gas, and then the other barrel's a is a charcoal. Uh but then it's also smoker, it has a smoking box on the side of it. Right. Nice. And I use and I use uh applewood. Yep. To, to smoke it. Now, what kind of wood do you guys use? We use mesquite. 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 Okay. Yep. A little cherry, yep. but mostly mesquite. Is I, that the best wood to use for a smoker? It's the strongest wood to use for a smoker. Apple's delicious, and it's yeah. local 
and you can get it, and it's got a great flavor. So I would, if in Seattle, I would go with the apple. You know, yeah. we do, like I said, we do a mountain of meat, and we've got our <laughs> smokers are twenty two feet long and four feet in diameter. We got three of them. I know, I've seen them. It's a, it, it looks amazing. like uh, they're attached to like a, a train. Right. I mean, they're massive, man. They're <laughs> yeah, awesome. They're fun. And how much? I mean, is that like twenty four seven? You're doing that? I mean, you got guys there like at two in the morning. Well, last night we did. Our pit master, uh, Joseph Whalen, stayed up all night doing 70 wow. briskets and 70 pork shoulders and everything else for getting ready for baseball. So, yeah. But most of the time, you can smoke the big meats in two days. And that's, okay. that's a big thing that people don't know about. You can do about two-thirds or three-fourths of it done. Yeah. And then you store it inside. You can keep it warm or put it in the refrigerator. It doesn't matter. Then you put it back in the next morning and finish it. Yeah. Right. So that's how we do it. At the restaurant. And that's how almost all Texas barbecue. All right. So, what's the, someone that texts in at 49451? What's the best temperature uh, to smoke a brisket? You say it. And what's the rule, the general rule on the the uh, the pounds, how many hours per pound? And then what's the best? Because that's the hardest thing when you're smoking is to keep it at that brisket. But what is the best temperature? I'd say 225 degrees okay. is the temperature of the smoker. But it also depends on the size of the smoker, right? And the size of whatever you're, you're using. Somewhat, doesn't it? Well, not really. You just want whatever chamber the meat is sitting in to be at 225 degrees. And you need a, a real thermometer to do that. The thermometers that come with 99% of backyard grills are horrible. And they're off by 50 degrees. I mean, they're useless. Oh, wow. oh the ones that are right like right on the barbecue. Yeah, yeah don't they, get those. Don't, don't, don't use that. Those. They're on yeah. the cover. That, yeah. That's not going to work. No, you yeah. need to get a real thermometer. I use a, a Maverick. It's got two probes. One I just leave in the chamber to check the, the temperature. Okay. And the other one you stick in the meat. Because right. the other temperature you measure is what uh, temperature is the meat at. Now, we don't do either of those things at the restaurant. We do it all by touch, and we don't have any thermometers. What do you mean you do it by touch? You, you, you go in there, you, you poke it, and you can tell right when you just by poking it yep. it's done? Yep. There's like three or four places wow. on a brisket that you squeeze and bend. Yeah. It's kind of like a, pr- a professional guy grilling steaks at the Metropolitan Grill yeah. with his thumb. He knows if it's done. Okay. He knows if it's medium or medium well or medium rare. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Do you learn this at the Texas A&M barbecue camp? Is that where you learn that? You learn some of that <laughs> there. And then you learn some of it. Actually oh, had a, a Puck, a, your daddy teaches you that. Well, I want to go to this camp. Can you do a camp at Jack's Barbecue and just everyone can go? You should do like a, <laughs> a camp, one week yeah. at a camp. It would be unbelievable. We, can, we can certainly do that, and it would be popular. But we're we're just, when do we squeeze it in the schedule? Right now we're just busy. Oh, you're just, you're slammed. We're right? slammed, and we're opening another place in South Lake Union this okay. fall. We're opening a place in awesome. Columbia Tower this summer. and. Jeez, you're all, all over the place. So there's again uh, yeah, that voice right there is Jack Timmons from Jack's Barbecue uh, down there in the uh, the Greater Georgetown area, right off Airport Way. If you love barbecue, you love Central Texas barbecue, and you haven't tried uh, Jack's, go there now. Been open for about four years now. Yeah, four years. Yeah. September. Go there. It's you are not going to be disappointed. I remember the fir- when I went down there the first time, the uh, and I, I wanted to try everything. I mean, I spent so much money. I mean, I think I put it on the credit card. I spent so much money because I'm like, well, I want that. And I want to try the brisket. I want to try the ribs. I want to try the sausage. I want to try the mac and cheese. Yeah. And and it was just me. And I remember walking out of there. I had like 15 (laughs) bags, for God's sake. And my wife and kids were out of town. I'm thinking, I think I'm going to eat all of this by myself. The sausage, I'm going to tell you right now. Everyone's got a favorite. Like uh, Shockey's got uh, out there his, his beef ribs. You probably just love the brisket. Today. I'm a brisket guy. The, your sausage, although yes. I, yeah, unbelievable. We we have a oh, cheddar goodness. jalapeno sausage, oh. and I brought some of it. Oh, oh. well, and it's uh, can we break yet, or do we have to? <laughs> do we have to fill this extra three minutes. Um, yeah. 
What are they, so people? There's always a do's and uh, do's and don'ts in sports, right? And we always have that. We always talk about that all the time. What are the the do's and don'ts in barbecuing? People are starting their barbecuing, uh, kind of the summer barbecuing this weekend, Jack. Uh, right. for, for you, what are the do's and don'ts? Well, there's certainly a lot of myths around barbecue that that I've actually have a list of myths that don't quite work. <laughs> okay, Bert, run through. <laughs> right. You know, one one myth is that you need to let the meat warm up to room temperature before you throw it on the grill. And you don't need to do that at all. That doesn't oh, help with the okay, flavor. It doesn't help with the go. cooking. Well, there you go. That's my. That's what I do. So that's myth number one. <laughs> that, that just is going to be trouble in the long run. Another one is soaking your wood chips. That doesn't add anything to the flavor of the barbecue. Okay. And you soak your wood chips in water. It puts off steam. Is all it's doing. It's putting off some water vapor okay. that that cools down the cooking process and prevents the wood from actually catching fire and adding flavor. So you want the wood to go on dry. Okay. All the moisture inside the wood particles is what produces the flavor that that goes into the meat. There all right. All any, right. All right. Do you have any you have any questions there, Terry? You have any uh, myths to ask? Well, I, I really wanted to know about cooking too fast, too hot, because that's what yeah. so many people do, and you just can't get the meat the way you want it to be when you do that. So that was the biggest thing that people do is mistake. That's the first thing my father taught me about barbecuing. Yeah. You can't do that. Right. You got to. It's it's an it's an all day deal. You got to take your Saturday. Yeah. This is your day. You're going to take all day and you're going to cook. You got to prep yeah. the. You got to prep your grill before you start. I mean, like, do you do like a summer ritual right before you're going to start your backyard grilling? Like, get that thing all dollied up. Well, you do need to scrub it down and yeah. grease it up and all that. I mean, I haven't grilled in years, right? I've got I've got twenty two <laughs> foot long smokers. I've got people so to do that for me. Now. I've got I've got big <laughs> smokers, and so when we're doing the smoking, the fire's you know eight feet away from yeah. the meat. So it's nowhere yeah. near. Most people have a little grill in their backyard. And yeah. what they have to do is create a two-zone heating uh, thing for the right. grill where they have the coal on one side and the meat's on the right. other side because you can't have the direct, like we direct were talking heat. about, direct yeah. over is just going to overcook it. Chicken, beef, steak, anything. Unless it's paper thin and you're in a Mexican taco cart where you're just frying up a little piece of meat you know, real quick to throw it on a taco. If it has any thickness at all, you want to cook it at a lower temperature to begin with and then sear it at the end. It's called a reverse sear. And another myth is that when you sear a steak, it keeps the juices in. It doesn't at all. So the best way to cook a steak is to cook it really slowly, or any piece of meat, until it's about 15 degrees away from where you want it to end up, and then put it directly over the heat and let that, they call it the Maillard effect, is when the, when the, when the chemicals and the fire all catch and it turns it brown, it gives it that super juicy mm-hmm. flavor. Now, the one thing I wanted to ask you is there's so much uh, thought and controversy about what you actually do and when you do it with the sauce. And I'm just a guy that I want my sauce on the side. Give me my meat. I'll put whatever sauce I want on it. And then there's other people who want to lather a good piece of meat with sauce while it's cooking and then take it off. And, well, I don't know if there's a right or wrong way, but I know what I like and what I don't like. And there's you know a lot of people who do it different ways. All right, so hold on, don't answer that. We're gonna we're up against a break. I want, you want think about that. We're gonna come back. We'll take a break, and then we're gonna take your phone calls two eight six nine five nine five one eight hundred eight two nine zero nine five zero. Jack from uh, Jack's Barbecue is gonna answer Terry's question. If you have a question for Jack, our pitmaster, the owner of Jack's Barbecue down in Georgetown, uh, give us a call at two eight six nine five nine five one eight hundred eight two nine zero nine five zero. Also, if you have a question about barbecuing because it's Memorial Day weekend, you can text in also at four nine four five one. And uh, I'm going to eat all that sausage before anybody else. We'll be back. More Jack Timmons from Jack's Barbecue. This now back to Puckett and the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. 
surprise Come by fatter, I got the data Turn your body into animals just like a piece of sizzling, your we are back. Puff busily getting his barbecue here. He's got some links. He took some pictures that we're going to post. I'm sure they're going to be unreal. I'll put a picture in a second. In fact, I just here's the thing. You guys need to take over this segment, the callers, at 286-9595. <laughs> and on the text line at 49451. Really want the phone calls. We have uh, Jack uh, Timmons from Jack's Barbecue is in studio with uh, myself. And Terry Blunt, if you haven't been to Jack's Barbecue down on Airport Way in Seattle, uh, you're doing it wrong. Memorial Day is uh, this weekend, obviously. It is the start of summer. It's the start of the grilling season. Uh, Jack was kind to come in, brought some food, brisket, sausage. Uh, we're going to turn it over to you guys. If you have a question for Jack, uh, suggestions, barbecue, tips. we got a ton of texts. I'm going to get to that in just a second. The uh, We'll do uh, more barbecue myths. I was, I'm stunned. I always thought you should let the meat go to room temperature. Yeah. That was my, and, and yet was your number one myth. Jackie said, no, you don't have to do that. And right. everybody thinks you should wow. soak the wood. I mean, that's, everybody thinks that. Right. It's just not true. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't add to the flavor. So if you have a, uh, you have a question for Jack, give us a call, 286-9595-1-800-829-0950. Your uh, barbecue uh, questions for uh, Jack Timmons from Jack's Barbecue. Uh, John's in Seattle. Uh, John, how are you? Appreciate the phone call. Uh, You got a question for Jack? Yes. Hi, guys. Um, I have a graduation party coming up next weekend, and my wife wants me to do kielbasas and... um, some sliders and ribs all on the grill. Uh, I think I'm going to pass on the ribs and go pick them up at Jack's. (laughs) But I have two two quick questions. Should I add panko to the meat on the Lipton Soup um, burgers? And cooking them slow, I hear that. But with burgers, is it the same thing? You should cook them slow or what? What do you think? I think I think burgers. John. Yeah, I think burgers you can put directly on the heat because they're already chopped up and tenderized and everything like that, and the they're not going to be insulated like a steak is, where nothing's going to seep into it, you know, air wise. I think burgers you put directly over the heat and cook them till they're medium. And here's a burger thing I've always been oh, told, and that is those sausages. Should I mean, you so good burger? Do you real? Don't you really need eighty twenty? For a good burger to be good and juicy and all that, rather than wait, so many things today are like ninety ten, extra lean, all that. Isn't the burger not going to be as good that way? Oh no, I love a fatty burger. Yeah. So yeah. I, yeah, I chop up go. bacon and put it in my burger. Perfect. <laughs> all right. Uh, again, Jack Timmons from Jack's Barbecue in studio with us. You want to call? You want a question for Jack as you kick off your barbecue weekend? Give us a call two eight six nine five nine five one eight hundred eight two nine zero nine five zero. And here's the thing: I want someone to, I want more people to call. I'm going to ask you more questions on the text line because I just had half a sausage, uh, <laughs> and uh, I need, I'm going to need more of that. I mean, I just don't. What do you do to that thing that make it so damn good? I mean, I know you can't give me your secret because then you'd, you'd be out of business. Now, I'd start yeah, one right next to you. There, there's no secret. You just oh. have to tend to fire for 16 hours a day. <laughs> yeah, I was willing to do that. Yeah. I mean, do you eat barbecue every day? I eat barbecue every day. Breakfast tacos every morning. I have a slice of fatty brisket with pickles and onions every, every day. afternoon. Oh, oh. Yeah. And, and, and for no one, you look like a swimmer. 
Yeah, that's the best thing. You look yeah. like Michael Phelps. I am a swimmer. I'm on a swim team at the downtown YMCA. Oh, there you go. <laughs> See, right there. How do you do it? How another do another myth busted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's an yeah, right there. Yeah. Uh, from the three six zero on the text side four nine four five one. Hey Jack, I'm a transplant that grew up in Texas, the grapevine primarily. Uh, do you marinate big meats like brisket or only do dry rubs? Uh, you guys are making me hungry and homesick. Yeah, we're all about dry rubs. You can you can brine big meats but the, it doesn't go in very deep at texas a&m we did a study where we brined injected can you just stop there <laughs> i just, just can't study. get past that when i was at texas a&m we did a study on barbecue it's the it's the greatest thing in the world for people who don't weren't with us in the first segment he went to a a barbecue camp at texas a&m it's great i'm sorry continue <laughs> and um but anyhow the 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 brining only goes so far it only it only goes so far we do brine our chicken Okay. Um, for 24 hours because that is a drier cut of meat by nature and it, and it does help it mm-hmm. i think uh another tri- uh, tip for chicken that i learned at texas a&m is just to rub it with mayonnaise oh wow and you now put spices on it and it keeps it super moist we do like really mayonnaise a uh, hundred of them at a time so it gets a little goopy for us so we brine it but um huh. not to answer this gentleman's question but um yeah for the big meats we just do a dry rub that's that's all i think they need i've i've in my Older days or my previous days, I would I would inject briskets with things and just okay. for fun. And yeah. I was very experimental, experimental. a lot of R and D. I injected one with a mole sauce because I love mole poblano. Like, <laughs> and it, when you and it didn't distribute through the through the meat at all. It just looked like it had varicose veins when you sliced <laughs> it open. So, all right, uh, let me grab uh, Justin is in Tacoma. All right, Justin, you're on with uh, Jack Timmons from Jack's Barbecue. What's your question? Okay, so I just bought one of those new Pit Boss uh, pellet smoker deals. Mm-hmm. And the question kind of is, on the reverse sear of the steak, I've just kind of been putting them on as, like, the lowest temperature for 30 minutes to an hour to get smoke going mm-hmm. and then sear it. But were you saying that to crank up the heat a little bit and get it, what you say, 15 degrees lower than the steak? Well, you want you want some flames to come off the wood chips because it's a clean burning fire that actually has the flavor. It's the invisible gases coming off of burning wood that actually have the flavor. The smoke that you see isn't flavorful it's creosote and bitter so with a pellet smoker you want to get it fired up enough in the fire chamber so that it is has a cleaner burn than just a smoldering fire and then the meat you can put far enough away to where it's at that 225 degree temperature and and cook it very slowly if you want to pull those steaks off at like 135 which would be medium rare then when they're 115 or 120 take them from the, the the cooler place where they're slow cooking and put them directly into the hotter place and finish them till they get to 135. We do that with our briskets. Okay. We, we start them in the middle chamber, where it's probably 200 degrees, 210 degrees, and then we finish them the next day in the hotter chamber, where it's probably 275 degrees. Gotcha. All right, thanks, Justin. Awesome. Good info. Uh, can you do me a favor? <laughs> there, I have so many. There are people on hold, and there are so many tanks. Can you stick stick around for like another 10 minutes? Yeah, sure. I put the I put the sticker on your car. You're good to go. All right. And even if you get a ticket. <laughs> All right. I mean, first of all, you have a license plate that says brisket, which is unbelievable. That's great. <laughs> if you get a ticket, we'll 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 pay for it, okay? All right. All right, you'll be our people's court. Uh we'll do it at noon, but we'll we'll keep Jack around. Jack Timmons from Jack's Barbecue uh, in studio with us taking your questions. Uh right now, Memorial Day weekend, barbecue weekend, barbecue season gets kicked off this week. If you have a question uh for Jack, give us a call at 286-9595-1800-829-0950. Also, uh, you can text in at 49451. More sausage and beef for us.